Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel or on the Cycling Dane podcast if you're listening over on Spotify, Apple, etc. As always, or well, almost always, I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling podcast as Ewan is still crying over Tadab Gacha. <laughs> But nevertheless, stage 20, and I mean, Patrick, this was the final stage, well, final mountain stage of the Tour de France, and what happened today? It might have been one of the most action-packed stages of this whole Tour de France, and I'm sure the organisers were hoping that Pagatch would be closer on GC, because boy, it would have been a cool stage, but alas, it was still really good. Very early on, action happened when Carlos Rodriguez and Sepp Kuss went down in a crash just behind Jonas Vingegaard, so that could have ended things pretty badly. And fortunately enough, neither of them DNF the race. They got the medical attention they needed. Unfortunately, Sepp Kuss did end up dropping out of GC because of those injuries. He just kind of took it easy the rest of the day. But Carlos Rodriguez battled on and did a really good job. A small breakaway got away containing some big riders, including Thibaut Pino in his home region. He had a lot of support out there on the roads today. Warren Bargui was also up there. Chris Harper, Tom Pidcock. Valentin Madwas eventually came across as well. And Giulio Ciccone, who was in the fight for his KOM classification. Pretty much his finish line was about halfway through the stage at the top of a category three climb, which when he crested that, he actually put his arms in the air in celebration. Good news for Lidl Trek. They very much deserved rounding up that classification with the amount of work they've done for Ciccone over the last week or so. Pino then kicked off on the Petit Ballon climb, the Category 1 climb, the first one, and ended up gapping the rest of his breakaway compatriots, who were unable to really close the gap, even on the descent. And Pino was met by roaring fans on the top of that climb. There was a whole Thibaut Pino, thousands of people fan club up there. It was great to see. And Pino almost held off the chase behind but unfortunately, when we hit the bottom of that climb, after a very weird crash by David Godou, incidentally, which Scott and I couldn't quite put our finger on as to how it happened. It was a bit of a silly one. He kind of had one hand off the bars and going into a corner. On that final climb, though, Jumbo Visma started pacing. UAE then took over the pacing with Rafael Micah and Pagaccia on the full redemption path attacked, but was unable to gap Jonas Vingegaard. And they pretty much came to a standstill when... Felix Gall came past them like a rocket. Jonas Vingegaard and Pagaccia got onto the wheel of Gall and pretty much just rode his coattails up to the top of the climb. Simon Yates and Adam Yates then broke free of the kind of GC group behind and ended up joining forces with that trio up ahead who then rolled turns over the top of the ridgeline on the plateau heading towards the finish. Adam Yates setting a pace from about one and a half kilometres out and then it was going to be a sprint between these five riders and going through the final corner, Jonas Vingegaard and Pagaccia were sprinting side by side but eventually it was Pagaccia who edged ahead of Vingegaard and won his second stage of this Tour de France, securing a fantastic result for UAE with second place and third place in GC and three stage wins for the team. So very good performance from UAE today, who also got three riders inside of the top 10. But Jonas Vingegaard secures GC. Giulio Ciccone takes the mountains classification. Jasper Philipson will take the green classification. And team classification remains with Jumbo Visma, who have had a really strong Tour de France. Yeah, I think you're right. Jumbo Visma, obviously, great team. But uh, we're not going to focus with them first. Tadu Gacha taking a victory. Uh, redemption, as you said to me. And uh, yeah, just he didn't he didn't win his three 
stages. He didn't win the tour. He did win the white jersey for a fourth time, historic fourth time. And I mean, yeah, incredible stuff to still have finished on the podium. Bear in mind, this is his fourth Tour de France and he's never been lower than second. And now he's going to be with his teammate Adam Yates in third place. So, I mean, UAE can't be too dissatisfied with this year's Tour de France. I think that this has been a very good tour considering that Pogaccia came in with unideal preparation with his wrist injury from Liège, wasn't able to train probably to the extent that he wanted to and that was pretty evident. The lack of training perhaps on that Col de la Loz stage where he was lost a lot of time. He was looking pretty good up until that point to be honest in the first two weeks. Well, I think like you were saying, UAE can be pretty happy with this tour. You know, Yates getting a stage, two riders on the podium, Pagacha got two stages. Considering that Pagacha didn't have the ideal preparation, I think this is the best which UAE could have really hoped for from this race. So I reckon they can go out this race with their heads held high. I mean, anyway, he took the victory here. Great victory for Tabagache. Such an entertainer of the of the race and Peloton, etc., as you've said before as well. But yeah, I mean, the Yates brothers, they're going to be very happy about this, don't you think? Third and fourth? I mean, it's literally just their best performances in the Tour de France that I've ever seen from them. You know, Adam Yates finished in fourth place in GC in 2016, and we just haven't really seen him repeat that on kind of any level, really. You know, we saw him finish fourth in the Vuelta a couple of years ago, but ever Tour de France, this is the best Adam Yates that we have seen ever. And Simon Yates equally, yes, he has won the Vuelta in the past, but he's always been this guy in GC who seems to always seem have a bad day at some point. And apart from a crash on stage eight, I think that Simon Yates has been arguably one of the most consistent forms of himself. And I think that's really kind of, that was like his Achilles heel for being a really good GC rider. So it's good to see that he was able to be so consistent in this race and almost a ever-present threat for a top five place in GC. And I'm sure that the Yates household will be overjoyed this evening and uh, can't wait to kind of see the Champs-Élysées finish tomorrow. I mean, one man that they both leapfrogged in the last few in the last week, unfortunately, Carlos Rodriguez kept hold of his well, kept hold of his Tour de France for once, but. Yeah, what a ride by him after that crash and still making sure that he holds on to that fifth place. I thought that was, yeah, the ride of the day, to be honest. Absolutely ride of the day, for sure. When you consider that he went down, he had cuts to the whole left side of his body, including like a cut on his on his face as well, right by his eye. He was at the medical car getting bandaged up. It looked for all intents and purposes like this was just not going to be for Carlos Rodriguez. I could have seen him dropping to 7th or 8th place on GC, but chapeau to him for hanging on. He just fully dug in like a warrior and held on to that 5th place in GC. Outstanding performance from Rodriguez. Arguably one of the most, if not the most impressive performance of the day. Yeah, I agree. Bora Hansgrohe trying their best to get rid of him. We don't know what he did, what they yeah. were doing. Seemed really unsportsmanlike, didn't it? We couldn't figure it out on stream. Bora Hansgrohe started pacing the second category 2 climb for some reason, but we couldn't figure out whether... We thought Hindley's on a really good day, so he wants a high pace, or Bora trying to get Hindley into the breakaway, or 
I've been pacing just because Rodriguez is behind, so they can leapfrog him in GC. But then Bora just sort of dissolved away from the peloton, and nothing really came from it. So one of the stranger things to have happened out of today was Bora's random pacing on that Category 2 climb. But alas, it didn't put Carlos Rodriguez out of the game. He still finishes top five in his first ever Tour de France. So fantastic performance from Carlos Rodriguez. We'll see what he can do maybe at uh, Movistar. Yeah, in your face, Jared Hindley. Well, not Jared Hindley, Bora Hansgrohe. Yeah. But, yeah, the amount of debutants as well in that top 10 was quite impressive. Rodriguez, one of them, Jared Hindley, and then uh, Gal as well. We were kind of uh, mentioning like we needed an Austrian superstar, and he kind of ar- just arrived to the front reminding us that, that he is here. I kind of wanted to talk about them, but let's not. Let's talk about Giulio Ciccone, polka dot jersey, him wrapping that up. First Italian since 1992, a long wait. We know Pilasotti won it, but uh, we won't go there in 2009. But how how was his campaign compared to the likes of Paulus, etc.? Palace just like hit out really early in the tour, and we were saying might have been yesterday that he was putting a lot of energy for category three and category two climbs in the first week of the tour. When ultimately the KOM classification is not won that way, you need to be consistent over the whole race. And actually, you can do really well by just waiting until the final week, which is largely what Chikone did. He only really got in the break on stage five, on that stage which Jai Hindley won. And he got a couple of KOM points there, but he's really just coming to his own in the final week. And this is what Chikone does so well. He's really good at the KOM classification. He's done it at the Giro before. He's really an expert at it. And especially when Lidl Trek are so committed to him, they literally took the race by the scruff of the neck of the beginning of today, and said Chicone is getting into this breakaway. And full respect to them. Skelmosa was integral to it as well, being in the breakaway and pacing for Chicone. He is arguably the key cog for Chicone's success. And yeah, chapeau to Lidl Trek alongside a stage win with Mass Pedersen, who for all intents and purposes, could also win tomorrow on the Champs-Élysées. And a polka dot jersey, I think they'll be very satisfied with that. And I love how Lidl Trek went for the full polka dot regalia, even like the socks. I agree. Plenty of cycling pundits. Uh, the old old guard of cycling people don't like it, but I love I love the full polka dot outfit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it was Brian Holm of, uh, in Denmark. He, he didn't like it, but <laughs> I mean, he is a fashion icon in Denmark, but uh yeah he he can be wrong as well yeah patrick i mean uh, Thibaut pino one more year or yeah good ride by him yeah it was a very good performance from pino he was one of the main actors of the day and made it very entertaining on that petit ballon climb everyone was rooting for him it was fantastic to see will he stay on for another year i'm not too sure we, of course, there have been rumours about Cavendish doing another year after he left the Tour de France early this year. Whether Pino will be inclined after, you know, such a kind of promising Tour de France performance this year, I'm not too sure. We'll wait and see what happens in the media. I'm sure he'll get asked this question again. But he seems fairly certain at the moment that he's going to retire, but people can change their mind, can't they? Let's hope he does. But uh, anyways, that's basically it for this recap race analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel. Or if you're listening on the Cycling Dane podcast, make sure to check out 
Patrick's channel as well down below in the link. I'll do cycling and of course, check out the Echelon that's coming every Monday. And we have our Tour de France dissection special coming up uh, this Monday. So that's it for us. Thank you very much for watching and we will see you around. Right, okay, I'll get on with that. So do you think Pogaccia, something like he or like Vingo looking back? Yeah, if there's that picture of them kind of looking at each other. Yeah, I'll try and find that. Or like maybe with Gal coming past him or something. And they're both just like, what? <laughs>